Hello and welcome to the first edition of Pillow Talk with Gina. Um, Pillow Talk, an intimate and unguarded conversation that usually occurs in bed. So here I am in my bedroom, on the bed, in the bed, ready to get my talk on. This podcast is going to be about all of the things, mind, body and soul. So today the topic is um, sex, sex in your 20s versus sex in your 30s and your 40s. Um, so I think that kind of covers mind, body and soul. Um, yeah, so today I'm having this conversation with my best friend, actually. I am very excited to have her here. I have Gianna with me on the bed, in the bed with me. Gianna is uh, not only my best friend, she's also a nurse in the emergency department and she's mum to five children. So, hi Gianna, welcome hi, to the Gina. welcome to the podcast. <gasps> very exciting. This is very exciting, it's a very exciting new avenue. And I'm excited that you're here. Like you've been in the vlogs. A lot of people watch my vlogs on YouTube. Then mm. they know who you are. And here you are with me doing this. I know. It's crazy. I know. I'm I love really it. Impressed. You've got, she's got an incredible setup. Everything is just. I have. I've got it all set up like a proper podcaster. You are. It's like, I walked in. I was like, oh my God, I'm really nervous. She's a bit intimidated. <laughs> so we're just going to, we're just trying to like edge ourselves into this one today um where are we gonna start okay i googled the other day i googled something that said that women hit their sexual peak in their mid 30s to early 40s and i was like nodding my head in agreement because i was thinking yeah i have definitely hit my i've definitely discovered myself sexually as a woman in so many ways over the last i'd say two years maybe three years and I actually thought, this is a really good topic. I would like to have a conversation with you. And it made me think about sex in my 20s. And um, I think we'll start there today. I think we'll start, we'll go back in time. Oh, <laughs> back in time to our 20s. Sex in your 20s. How mm. was your sex in your 20s? How was my sex in my 20s? <laughs> Were you having sex in your 20s? I was having sex in my 20s. How much? Was? Yeah, I had a lot of sex in my 20s. <laughs> Go talk to me about that. I'm trying to think about well, my early 20s. 20s. Yeah. Yeah, it's early 20s before kids. Um, kind of, God, there was some good sex. And there was some really bad sex. There's some really embarrassing sex. What do you mean embarrassing? Oh. Well, if I could do anything wrong... If anyone is going to do anything wrong, it's going to be me. Okay. So, you know, I, I don't know where we can go with this conversation. Well, we can go as deep as you want. <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to have to stop with all the puns. Like, there's yeah, too no, many. I could too. go all the time. I could keep <laughs> slipping into taking this to like a really like surface level oh. combo. I wanted to go deeper into like the female side uh, of sex. Really, so early twenties. So. Like why I say unco and things like that. You're sort of discovering your body. You're not as comfortable. Um, you know, there's a lot of new things that you do that you, for the first time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you're things not, like not that. Not totally good at. Not totally good at. I'm pretty sure I vomited in someone's mouth at one point. <laughs> I've um, I've done some really. Yeah, no, I, I get. And so, were you confident? Were you confident in your body? Because my body was looked a lot better pre-children however I, don't, I wasn't particularly confident no, so I used to like the lights out 
yeah, I didn't like, I don't think I was overly confident in my body. And then if I look back at my body then, I go, oh, my God. What were you worried what about? What were you worried about? But I think it's more about how to express your body. Yeah, yeah. So it's not yeah. actually, it's not in your body. It's actually, no, it's, 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 in, it's, your, it's probably the maturity in your head. Mm. Mm. Like being a bit too nervous to actually let yourself go and be in the moment because you're sort of, can I do that? Let yourself, do letting yourself go is massive. Because mm. when we're talking about satisfying, physically satisfying sex, I think that always comes when you've let yourself go. Now what was your sex in your 20s? Well, sex in my 20s for me, I had children pretty early. If I'm really, if I, when I thought about this, I had children early. And for me, if I'm really honest, I wasn't particularly interested in it when I was, I mean, when I was pregnant, yeah, maybe. And then after that, when I was breastfeeding, I, could, I was so tired. I was looking after a little human. I was breastfeeding. I was, I felt fat actually. And, and because I was in mum mode, I just was in mum. Yeah, I think most women nowadays are in the 30s when they experience that. So it's kind of an interesting, this is just my personal experience. So how old were you when you had Alex? I was 23 when I had my first baby. So I, was I didn't. 24. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, once I was in mum mode and I was breastfeeding, like the last, you could have been Brad Pitt and I wouldn't have wanted to have sex with you. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like I had no desire. The desire, the sex drive wasn't there. And I was reading the other day about how women hit their sexual peak in the 30s and 40s, which is saying that they, women want more, wants, they actually desire to have sex. And I thought about it and I thought it's true because now I desire it. But when I was in my twenties, I didn't. And I mean, I was very lucky, very lucky to have a husband who never placed any pressure on me physically, never um, made me feel like I had, like it was a duty and never, like he, I, we've been months and months and months and not had sex when I'd had the children. Well, that was the same too. I think with um, my ex, cause I'm, I'm, I was going to say divorce because it's easier yeah. to say, but um, yeah, I think we, we went a really, really long time without sex. But that was it towards the end of our our marriage. Yeah. We weren't ever married. I'm just saying it because it's close. It's easy. You were in a long term relationship. Long-term though. Relationship. Yeah. Well, we were, I think it was How long four, were you together? 15, 14 years. It's a long time. Yeah. But like you, so I had my pre, pre him sex in my 20s and then. I obviously met him at 20, around 23, 24. I had my first baby. Um, but pregnancy, I was, pregnancy didn't stop me. No, no, me neither. I quite like sex. I love having sex during, when I'm yeah. pregnant. And I quite, I feel very female when I'm pregnant. I actually, that was my most, I felt probably the sexiest ever in my life is when I'm pregnant. Maybe that's why I've got five kids. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I've got four, just so that you know if you just, just so if I you feel good for nine months. <laughs> it's your first tune in here. Jana has five children and I have four children. So together we have nine children. So people seem to think that we like having lots of sex because we've had nine children. Whereas actually, I think I've probably had less sex than the average person because I've been so busy breastfeeding and not wanting sex after the child. However, I agree with you. Pregnant sex is good. I don't know if that's because there's more blood flow in your body. Pregnant sex feels good and I feel empowered. See, the thing is, maybe a lot of feminist type women aren't going to like this comment, but I quite like being female and my feminine power. I love it. Yeah, I like a man to make me feel like a female. Does that like... 
had, I, do you I, agree? Do you understand yes, what I'm saying? Completely. I, I actually sometimes, and this is a bit off topic, but sometimes I feel sorry for men because women are so empowered to do everything. So now we work, we raise the children, we can manage a house, we have outside yeah. things, relationships with friends, and yeah. things going on. And like I, I, I actually like men to be men and women to be wo- women. Yeah. Too. Like I'm not not in a total. No, I, no I, I, I'm trying to say it in that way. Like I have, I, so when I'm pregnant, I am at my most female. Like I'm I mean, carrying yeah. a child. I'm carrying a man's child. I'm carrying his child. I feel the most feminine I can be, but powerful. I'm a powerful female. And yes. I kind of want a powerful kind of male counterpart yeah, to kind of balance me. And that's it. And you couldn't be there without your male partner. Yeah. So it's very sexy. It's very, um, what's the word? uplifting yeah uplifting. In her, in, it's empowering, empowering. It's, yeah and I think that I think it was when I started having the babies that I started to come into my own with confidence so before that I was kind of a bit nervous about sex a bit nervous like I uh, and then having the babies and going through labor and childbirth and harnessing the, the inner like female in me and then allowing that to kind of spill out but being kind of open to being the female. Like I want to be the female and I want him to be yes. the man. And I kind of like that. That, that works for me. Yeah. Does, does that make, am I making sense? No, I don't know if I'm works, making sense. I know what you mean. It works for me too. But yeah. Without I, you being not like old school. Like. Yeah. I'm not saying it in a way of like, I want the man, I, I want to be at home cooking and no, cleaning. No, no, no. I, I mean like when it comes to sex, Yes. I like to, I like to feel all of my female power. Like, and I want, and I think that's attractive well, to my partner. I think it would be attractive. But I think it turns them on too. Like, like when when you're comfortable and you're you're enjoying it and you're you're in your power, I think it actually turns men on. Like if you're sitting there going, oh, fuck. Like, oh if you're not interested, if like you're not least... interested, how is it gonna? That's not. That's a bit different. Yeah, that's yeah. But well, a lot of relationships do that. There is a lot of relationships where it becomes duty and it becomes. That's what I'm talking about. Like so, so we, so we're in our, so in our twenties, we would. For us personally, we had difficult sex, kind of not confident sex. Then we harnessed our power. Would you say, like yeah. it, having the babies? I mean, the babies, the babies didn't do a great job on the whole body, though. I've got to say, body image wise, like now, um, I've had to work really hard on myself mentally to overcome some of the scars left on my body from the children. Like you know, I have, I like have stretch marks. But then I started thinking like a few years ago when I started getting my sex power back, that's what I'm going to call it, my sex power. power. (laughs) When I got my sex power back, I started to think that if he's looking at my stretch marks right now, then there's got to be something wrong with him because (laughs) I'll I'll divert your attention away from my imperfections to what I'm good at. Can I say that? We need to keep this clean to a certain extent. But I yeah, you know, this conversation. Before. Yeah, like, as in, and then I'm, so like, I'm not perfect. And I know I'm not perfect, but kind of comfortable with who I am. But children do mess up your body. And men don't have, ever have that. Men don't right. ever, they have, they they have children and their bodies never change. Like, oh, they, they don't change because of a direct impact. And that's a big deal for women. I think it's a big deal for women. I think it's, it puts women off having children. 
Completely. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sex then. Oh, both. It puts both. me off having but no, sex I mean, too. Far from the very beginning, a lot of women don't want to have sex because they don't want to get pregnant. They don't want their. You're scared of body. that. Yeah. They're scared of that. They're scared of giving birth. They're scared of. Is their husband going to like them after sex? After pregnancy, sorry. Or, or after seeing a baby come out. Yeah. Like some men, well, some some men, men are, can't stand seeing a baby oh, come and out. That, that comment of, the, you know, their favourite pub burnt down. Yeah, it's, it's, gone, like, it's not really gone. But, well, yeah, like, but I, I've had four vaginal births and Neil's seen them come out every single time. Like, And it's still intact? It's still intact, just for the record. <laughs> um, What part of your body changed after the babies? For you, the biggest thing? Oh, actually, for me, so I think I was pregnant or breastfeeding or one or the other or both for 10 years straight. <laughs> together. I was, I You're was, a G with a do couple. Do you remember? You were just on. I was pregnant and I was still breastfeeding. Yeah, you were. And I was just, so actually for me, my, my boobs, they were destroyed. Big time. Yeah, so you ha- you're happy to let people know you've had your boobs done, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, like boobs done, boobs done, done. shut them done. I had them absolutely. What's the word? They were totally. She had, yeah, but it wasn't. Up. See, people go and have the boobs done. Like I call that plastic surgery. Yours was like for me reconstructive. It I think because I actually saw them. Yeah. I did. You showed me a picture, and I got really with um with my fourth baby. I ended up really, really sick. I had mastitis, but I ended up in hospital for over a week and then hospital in the home for like eight days after that. But my the infection in one of my boobs was so bad. Like I, I've never ever been sicker in my life. And That's I nice. ended up septic and just Oh God, yeah. It was massive. it was and it was the worst thing ever. Um and then after that I couldn't breastfeed anymore. So it kind of like shriveled. It was so much scar tissue in there. Anyway, you don't need to know how bad they were. But they were terrible. Yeah, they were bad. They were really bad. <laughs> oh, me. Oh, they were so I still bad. love you, but they were bad. <laughs> and, I, oh, and I've got photos. Like, if I look at them. I've seen your photos. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, when I say bad, that sounds that sounds like people are probably going to be, like, slating me for saying that to you. I don't – I didn't mean that in a body-shaming way. I no. just meant it as in, like – But they didn't even – you. you they weren't just – it wasn't just, like, you know, the average, like, oh, your boobs get a bit droopier or not as full – there was dam. It was damaged. They were damaged. They were damaged. And for me, like, cause I, I am quite a sexual person, and breasts have always been something that, like, I, I love breasts. Yeah. And they were. Do you like my breasts? I love your breasts. <laughs> I've got great breasts. You do have great breasts. They're very nice, Gina. <laughs> Put them away. Let's go. We're going off topic no. here. Um, and then I thought because my marriage was breaking down, I thought you know, well, maybe that's. Because we went so long. Maybe that will fix it. Maybe that will help. Maybe it'll boost my... Maybe it was me. I thought maybe this is all to do with me. So maybe if I find my more self-confidence, we'll have a better relationship. So did do my boobs. So let let me just go back there. So when you're with your partner, I mean, you don't have to answer this. So did did he not like your boobs? Did he have a problem with them? Actually, no. Looking back, he... I I think he really loved me. So I don't... He did really love me, but um, he never did actually. He never. So he, loved, he loved you regardless. He he loved me regardless. But he loved me when I put on heaps of weight after my third baby. I was huge. Never said anything. He actually never made me feel bad about. So the new boobs weren't. He, he didn't care about the new boobs. Care about the new no. Boobs. So do you know what? That's, but he did it for me. That's, he, yeah, he did it for you. He thought it would make me feel better. Okay. So that's interesting because that means so like that shows that there's. 
the things that women get worried about that they think that men are turned off by our dislike, things we hide, the things, the reasons we turn the lights out in the bedroom, the reasons we keep a bra on, the reasons that we all men actually don't see. If they love you, if a man loves you and they want to be with you, then they kind of. They almost, like, but you do, as a woman, you get past a male's imperfections as well. Oh, I actually like imperfections in people. Yeah. I actually, I'm in, it's like, if everything was perfect on a man, like as in perfect, like uh, when I say perfect, textbook perfect, then I'm not interested. Like mm. as in I don't find that attractive. Like I like things like, I like a wonky, I like men with wonky teeth. Like, yeah. like, like things that just make them, them. If I'm into a guy, I'm into like, all the perfect parts but all I actually am into the imperfect parts like just as much because yeah. that's what makes them them and makes them unique and it makes them like that special standout like that's that's yeah if you love if you love yeah out. and I think that if you have children with someone I think if you can be with a man and you can have children with him and he can god love you well I think most men most men who watch women give birth and stuff actually are in awe of what the female body does yeah that's huge. So it's women. So it's us. So it's us that has the, the kind of. Ah, oh, so shallow men. Well, it's shallow men that damages. I mean, I don't know how how much does porn and what we see on TV and advertising and Instagram and how much does all that affect our self perception? I don't know. And what about our parents? How have we been brought up? What see, what what's in our psyche? Yeah, you see, this we could have like how many podcasts? We're we're twenty minutes into this. And I think we've just we've just started digging down into the rabbit hole of sex. We could have a series of ten oh, for I this. Think we could. But you know, because it's true. Because it's like growing up, my mum didn't really talk about sex. It wasn't spoken about. Sex was kind of like it not dirty, but almost like a like a like a bad thing. But not bad. My my dad never made me feel like that. But my mum definitely didn't make it a topic. Like, as a girl, it was kind of like, okay for the boys to talk about it, but not. Yeah, not in my family. So we, we never spoke about it. Like, it was all, like, a taboo, almost. Like, you just didn't talk about it. I, even before, I think I was, I was 12 when I got my period, and I only knew what it was from a friend maybe a week or two before. Oh, so you're not even so talking about periods. Really talk you about about oh, my nothing. God. It was like, it was just, you didn't talk about anything. So, so things like masturbation and all that was way off. Like you would not even, it was like sinful almost, but it was never spoken about. So it was funny actually, you talk about the 20s, being able to feel comfortable with things like that and being becoming open with it and realising, what? You mean everyone masturbates and well, that's but then, Yeah, so this is it. So so masturbation for women is an interesting one. Isn't that, I say, I'm not, even the word, I find it hard to say the word masturbation. Like I'm just, a, then like, and it's taken me like, I had to take a you breath before I said it. I don't know, is there a nicer <laughs> word? A word that I can tolerate more. But why is that? And I always thought this, why is it like, so there's many men that can have a joke about like, you know, that they've like... <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Look at me, <laughs> but, but but for women, again, this is a massive topic of like taboo. It's still taboo today mm. to that women actively, as, openly would say that they masturbate. Yeah, but then I don't think it's not. It's definitely not like it was when, like in our teens or when in our twenties. Because how many, you know, I I don't know. Maybe it's just the, some of the people I work with or I'm I'm around, but. Now, we often talk about sex toys and... Now, I think you can now. Yeah, so it's quite... I mean, I remember... Oh, maybe I shouldn't say we can, like, throw people under the bus, but 
being with a group of friends and we were all ordering you know vibrators off, oh well they have parties time. now they have Anne summer's parties and like yeah, par- sex yeah, parties it. so it's because it's becoming more okay for women to say but i think that so you see this is where i think that having the children changed me which is why i can understand how women after children are more sexually empowered and more able to go within because when you've given birth and you've let people see you in that vulnerable state and when you've like had to watch your body change and evolve and you've kind of like I think that was the first time I even saw down there properly was when I actually was pregnant I actually had to look at something and I got a mirror shown by a doctor and I was like oh my god it's the first time I've seen my own vagina like the fact that that's even a like that that that, because for a woman you actually actually have to look and then to actually be okay then with like so then it became for me more okay like a normal thing that I actually was okay to touch that part of my body because because growing up and as a teenager you like you would never whilst I did touch my body I was going to ask you so did you not no I did but I would never have spoken about spoken I felt shameful I felt shame for it yeah so did I actually 100 percent. and I would never want my children to feel shame about it because I think it's a really important I don't think you can reach true satisfaction within sex as a female unless you know your body yourself first to be able to guide a partner and to be able to I mean I don't mean you have to guide a partner but I I think that you really need to be in touch with yourself first to know I I know my body pretty well but but self-discovery know my body pretty well yeah yeah no I agree you, yeah, I do. You can't. But again, but that didn't come till later. So that didn't. So that wasn't that. Conf- I would never have said out loud to a friend in my twenties what I just said out loud to you on a okay. podcast in my thirties. Yeah, no. But I have no shame in it now. I have no shame in saying but that I, I like the feeling of an orgasm now. But in my twenties, oh my god, I would never have said that. Yeah, and we shouldn't feel shame because it's. It's so natural. It's so normal. It's actually, it's... Sex is a normal part of life. So I told the kids, I said to um, one of my kids today that I was coming here and I started singing, let's talk about sex. And she's <laughs> So you warned your kids oh, you were doing this? She says, what are you talking about, mum? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I told them what we were doing. I said, um, I said, yeah, we're going to be talking about sex. And she looked at me. How could like, you? How, what? And I said to her, you can't be dirty about it. I said, but I said, you wouldn't be here if we didn't have sex. She goes, no, you wouldn't. So that's right. It's true. Oh, it's mind, so body, this... and soul, though. So it's this, this whole topic that we're having is not meant to be about the action of having sex. Like, it's meant to be like the whole thing that encompasses relationships and intimacy. yeah, what happens, and and, and it's it is it is part of of life. Well, without it, we, like it is part of life, and it is a big, and it's kind of like getting. Are you, when were you comfortable with it? When, are, you, are you in your power? Are you in your power? Do you feel like you're in your power right now with sex? Do you feel like you're Yeah, sa- I do. Do you know yourself sexually? Yeah. I, I think I do. I, I think you probably something that you can always keep evolving. It's always going to change. And yeah. So, like, I think that one of my good friends who lives in America now, she said to me that she um, thinks that your 30s and your 40s are a really challenging time in life. Because she says that's when we're really hustling. It's when we're really grinding. We're trying to build careers. We're trying to climb ladders at work. 
we're trying to make money we're trying to buy houses for the first time get on you know own houses we're trying to set ourselves up for our future we're having children making families like the pressure of life the demand of life is insanely massive Mm. like look at you you've got the last if you look at your last 10 years like you've had five children but also you've got a degree in nursing you've started a job in that field you you're also creating your own business like the grind is on like you're on and she was saying to me and so this friend of mine was saying how she's trying for a second baby and she was like oh god because I mean sex when you're trying for a baby now that's a different level of sex because that's not sex that's what it's mechanical mechanical. isn't it (laughs) like this is the day babe just do it like legs up in the air. I just want just want a baby. Like this is not sex. That's not enjoyment sex for me. It's kind of like making a baby sex. Making a baby sex is different. There's lots of different sex, isn't there? There's lots of different sex. Yeah, and you and I definitely didn't have trouble making babies. So no, we didn't really have that life. <laughs> but I do have friends. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, I'm ovulating. Be wet. Let's go. <laughs> oh, one second. That didn't. That wasn't meant to happen. That wasn't meant to happen in the um, podcast. That was the rookie error. <laughs> schoolgirl error there sorry about that if that came through on the podcast um that was my phone ringing I didn't put it into airplane mode <laughs> sorry about that if you heard that I'm not sure if that will come through either which way um okay we're gonna have a little quick break it is we're 26 minutes into this I don't feel like we've even scratched the surface here of the things I want to talk about have a quick break if you are listening and you're still here with us grab a coffee um grab a coffee and come back and we will continue um, after this break. Hello, welcome back from the break. Okay, where were we? I feel like, I actually feel like we've started a topic off here, Jana, that is so deep that maybe one podcast isn't actually going to cover it because we have a lot to say. Well, we always have a lot to say about a lot of things, but with sex, we definitely have a lot to say. And I think you might, this might be going on this could be, for a little this, while, this a few could weeks. Be, this could be a few weeks episode. <laughs> um, so we've covered sex in our 20s, and we've covered sex around having children. We've covered, um, I'm just checking everything's still working on the podcast. You've got to bear with me because this is my very first time. I'm a, I'm a podcast virgin. <laughs> um, I wanted to now talk about sex in your 30s and 40s. Now, we're not 40 yet, but I kind of figured that, you know, we're close enough to engage with those people too, 30s and 40s. Don't you want to be 40? You no, don't. I don't want to be 40. <laughs> so um, I wanted to talk about sex now. How is it different? How is it different? Where, why, why is it different? How is it different and why is it different is the question I want to ask. Do you have an answer? Or... Oh, I, I do, but that's a massive question. It's a massive I, question. Because for me, I'm now separated. Mm-hmm. So sex for me is, you know, like I've been dating over the last couple of years. So it's, it's different. It's not like... Yeah, so we've got two things going on here. Then we've got you who has had sex... Oh, sorry. Had sex with the same person for a very long time. Yep. And intimate relationship with a man who has seeing the changes in your body and uh, you've had children with him and you will have yeah known each other well and then you've had then your relationship has failed and sorry and then your relationship not failed that sounded terrible but then your relationships ended sorry just to be blunt but it has yeah 
And so you've had to go back out there again and have sex with someone new. Please tell me. I can't even imagine the nervousness of the first time that you had sex with somebody new. (laughs) Were you nervous? Yeah, I was, actually. What were you nervous about? Well, all those hang-ups that you have before I suppose before you're in a relationship maybe in your 20s like because we've been in those long-term relationships but um, you can't you're not nervous about knowing what to do anymore so you're probably no, nervous about different things now I'm imagining because I would be more nervous I'm putting myself in that situation in my head and I'm thinking I'd be nervous about I would be nervous about that kind of bit of my tummy that kind of hangs over a little bit here that I know from the kids and you know, like as in I'd be more nervous I think I think I'd be more nervous about the visual I think that would be what what you look like having sex not actually what I look like having sex but like but um <laughs> um more the visual of my body like when you're with someone for a long time you get comfortable they 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 see you don't they yeah those are... does that does that not does that not, is that not something that you're nervous about to a degree but some, some maybe, but not with others. So, what about kissing? Kissing someone new? Because oh, kissing, I mean, kissing. to me, kissing's kissing's. I in- love kissing. You have to be a good kisser. Kissing's intimate, though. It is intimate. Kissing's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Love kissing. So, kissing someone new—did that feel like a teenager again? Did you feel like a teenager? I think I'm more. Um, maybe if they weren't a good kisser, I was kind of a bit instantly. That, that was it. What's, not, what's a not a good kisser? Someone, what's not a good kisser? I think it's just not gelling. You just don't gel, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe someone that's not a good kisser to you could be not a, would be a great kisser. Yeah, to someone that's else. it. You, you just, but that's the same as sex. Like you have sex with someone and it's not, it doesn't work, and you have sex with someone else and it just feels incredible. It's like your bodies are connections. Your bodies connection. are meant to be together too. Like you know, yeah, and it conne- all just kind of fits. Yeah, it's connection, isn't it? If you're connected, and then that stuffs you as soon as you have that amazing sex with someone. I think in in the dating world once you sort of uh, you know like I think well, for me maybe that's just me when you have great sex with someone you've got that connection the intimacy is there then I don't know you go a little bit but you do do you fall in love I do fall in love fall in love if they're good in bed is that not the... only if they're good in bed but yeah but you see I reckon I that they're get... only they're only good in bed if they've got in your mind first well yeah for no, me personally true. for me personally if you're in my head you you got to be in my head before you're in my bed. <laughs> if you've got in my head, then like the rest of it kind of, yeah. But then it's funny, like you, you end a relationship to find, like for me, because I'm just talking about me, like yeah. I ended that relationship, my, my, the, my, my marriage. And because, because we didn't have, He's an incredible human, an incredible father. There's, you know, but the connection there wasn't there. Oh, the connection so had changed. Had, I think, I think, changed. I think that's what it is. It's yeah, changed because it, it was there, but and it, and it, it changed. was there for and a long we, time. People, and, people change. Yeah, and we both did. Like I did, a hundred percent. Like I wasn't the same person that that I was in my twenties. Yeah, yeah. As I was in my thirties, um, but then searching for as a now a mother of five children and trying to find you know you you want that for me I want that love of my life and I want the sex obviously and that connection the intimacy 
it's it's a different yeah. it's a different thing. It's just everything is it's harder. Like you've left this comfort zone of you know having the person that you could the yeah. person there that's going to be there with your children and they're going to go away with you because you do that as a family. You've got that family unit. To suddenly you're on your own trying to create a family unit with someone else. And whether they to, want a family unit or not, it's another Yeah, thing. marrying up all the people is, yeah, is yeah. getting everyone connected and making it all work. It's Yeah. And having all of the things that make it yeah. And then and then you've got so then the other flip side are people that have been in relationships for, you know, a long time, twenty years, fifteen years. They don't want a relationship. And then there's people out there now that I don't know, does that does that change? Do you still want to have do you still want to have sex with the same person for that amount of time? It's a long time. And if and if and if you're starting to feel like you don't, what do you do to bring it back? How do you bring it back? And that's another thing. I mean, this could be a totally different topic, but discovering your partner, because I think sometimes we can be with someone for twenty odd years and that person cannot know if we don't dare to share what your deepest fantasies, thoughts, needs are. Because sometimes again we carry the shame or the worry that someone's gonna think there's something wrong with you well, for expressing why would you- change like say so suddenly like you and neil have been together for what 20 years yeah so imagine if you you know i wonder if one of you had this urge that you've had for 20 years they never told like the other one yeah like, really we really really want to do it and you don't ever voice it and then 20 years later you start i don't know whatever you want to do like yeah, you've got sex wings hanging from yeah, the roof and it <laughs> comes home and you're like Bruh. yeah it's the fear of voicing like so that's again what what point do you when do you understand these things that you like that turn you on and, and feel comfortable enough to then sometimes, so some like sharing that with your partner, that's also a big deal in. in and, and if your partner's not able to be. Or doesn't want to, or is not, if you're not on yeah. the same page, like people change as individuals, but I reckon that there's a lot of undiscovered sexual stuff because people don't talk about it because it's taboo. This conversation we're having today, the moment that I put it on Instagram and I put the word sex on it, the world went crazy because, oh my God, she's going to talk about sex. Because it still is But it's so taboo. important. Like it is, honestly, to me, One se- the- sex is so important. And, and I, like I don't, without... No, you can say I, I want to have se- a relationship if the sex isn't... If, if the sex isn't good. So, so we're talking about sex, but sex in, 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 um, incorporating intimacy. Oh, yeah. I get, no, no, no. So, a, so in a relationship, it's really important. Um, how often would you want to have sex with someone that you were really into? How often? Oh, I would have sex every day, easily, more okay. than once. So it's like interesting because some people are happy to have it once a week. Some people are happy to have it once a month. It's about, you also need to find someone that's but on your page too with that. Like sex drive. Yeah. Like, if you're someone that wants... So it's not a bad thing if you happily could have sex every single day. But if you've got a good relationship and you love being around that person too, you want to have sex with them. But if you? you're with, Yeah, but if you're with someone <laughs> whose sex drive was lower, like, that in itself wouldn't marry up. Does no, that make sense? Like, yeah. if you want to have sex daily and you're with a man that would be happy to have it once every two weeks, you're going to be frustrated. Or yeah, you you're not going to be satisfied. Because that was my question, actually. I wrote down a few questions because I was trying to get prepared today. Um, what is satisfying sex? What? Satis- oh, what? No. So in your 30s and 40s, what is satisfying for you? What would you say? Um, that's, that's good. That's good sex. So for you, you need to have it. You want regular sex, obviously. Like daily sex. <laughs> 
more than daily maybe twice a day does that make yeah, you happy well, I think it depends on it like it depends on everything it depends on the mood of the day the mood of, yeah, yeah. of the person you know whether you're connecting like there's some days where you know if they're being a dick they don't want to have sex with them well, see, this is where I realise that so sex for me isn't just one dimensional. So I don't have sex just because I am feeling in a good mood that day. So sex for me is like either a, just a pure physical need, like physical desire. It could be me saying thank you for, mm. you know, I don't know, something nice you did for me in the day. It, yeah, yeah. It could be me saying sorry. Yeah, that's a different one too. It could be me saying I'm really angry. And I'm, instead of being mad with you, I'm going to express it like this. You know, like I could, the list yeah, could go on yeah. for me. Like I have, I use my sexuality to express a lot of my emotions. Sometimes I could be like, have a fight and be like, I'll use something sexual to diffuse because yeah. I use, I express myself so much in that way. Now I wouldn't have done that in my twenties. No, I wouldn't have either. Because in my twenties, sex was about, being kind of um what's the word like foreplay he would always start he in my 20s the man always initiated sex I never initiated it ever I was never confident enough to initiate when I was in my 20s if I'm honest but in my 30s um slash 40s that we're not quite yet but we'll talk about in my 30s slash 40s I um would um would have no problem initiating but that's confidence and, you know, like, if, if if I got turned down, if he said, oh, not tonight, babe, I'm tired, then... Oh, I get it like that. It's kind of interesting because sex is complex, isn't it? This is obviously... Can you hear where we've gone with this? Like, this isn't just about, oh, yeah, in our 20s we were not confident and now in our 30s we are. Like, how complex are human beings that we kind of use it for so many things? Like, we use it to say thank you, we use it to say sorry. Who initiates it? Like, where the power... Like, sex is about power a lot of the time, isn't it? Power, power play... Yeah. And I, I kind of like power play. And I don't mean that in the sense of like, who's pinning you down the bed. I mean, like, I like sometimes being the one in control that initiates, that's forceful, that's in my female power. So yeah. All these things I've learned over the years, having children that now puts me in this place where I go, okay, I want to, I really want sex tonight. I'm, are you down? Because I'm going to, I'm initiating. But then I also like the flip side of being kind of like, like wooed and yeah. like, yeah, and I also like that it can be used to talk when you can't talk. So then there you get the thing that people say sex is in long-term relationships gets boring. Well, actually, it doesn't have to be boring at all because you've got all these avenues to... To go down. If you, if you like, you've learned to express yourself now. Yeah, but I think that, I think that if, it, this depends on personal growth. This is where you touch mm-hmm. on, like, the human psyche and... And it's what people are carrying. Like, if you are carrying with you still stuff from being a young girl that was told, or, you know, that was brought up where it's kind of sex was bad, or do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, as in, I, I could see how if you're working hard and you're tired and you've got children and a family and you've been with someone for a long time, how it could easily go to, I really can't be bothered. Like, hmm. just whatever, like, What's the minimum amount I need to put in to keep this marriage together? I can see how people could go there. Yeah, and we've probably, I mean, I, I've been guilty of that too. Like just. Yeah, like when I had the children, I remember being like, please just don't touch me. But that's not about him. It wasn't him. He didn't do anything wrong. I just personally was just not that into it. Mm. And actually, like when you, 
when you're breastfeeding and you've got, you know, your toddlers running around and you're tired and it is different. And children, I mean, having children, just having children takes away spontaneity. Because... Well, you know, well, someone said to me last night, she, I said, what's the best thing about sex? And she goes, oh, she loves a quickie. She goes, I love, I love it when the kids are in bed and, or, and she thinks she's got five minutes with her husband. They sneak off into the laundry <laughs> and have a quickie on the, on yeah, the yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. And she goes, I love that. That's her favourite sex. Yeah, yeah. So and she's so that's kind of like so maybe because it's yeah adaptive because it's a bit kind of uh, what was that? Risky. It's a bit risky. Caught by your kids. Yeah, you damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, a good quickie is a good quick. Quickies are good. I like a good yeah. quickie. <laughs> Does it always have to be long, drawn out? Does it always have to end with an orgasm? That's a good question. No, it doesn't. I when I was younger in my twenties, I probably had sex a lot without an orgasm I wouldn't I, that wasn't about a partner either though that wasn't his him it was more me mm. I just probably wasn't in touch with the whole thing I kind of hadn't worked out how to piece it all together now though I'm kind of like mm, if we're, if this is <laughs> a, I don't know like you know when you're saying no it doesn't it doesn't always have to end in that but not all the time but but mm, I'm kind of like nine times out of ten it better be doing <laughs> Well, I think I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm not messing what about, with it. What about that situation? Like if if you get there and then they don't. Oh. So that's like, how does that make it? Oh, like the male. Yeah, because yeah, Is because it, I always presume that men can reach a climax easier, quicker. Yeah, so I do. I presume. That. Yeah. So how does it make you feel if it's the opposite? Like if if you do and then they don't, then what? Then what? I will, to be honest, as long as I'm good, all good. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That was a joke. That was really, that really, no, it wasn't really. But yeah. Anyway. Um, no. um, yeah, I would, I personally get joy out of a satisfied partner. Yeah, whether that same. becomes, so, but if that's about an orgasm or not, I just want a partner that feels like connected. So like physically, like can, like that what you've done together feels connected so but then do you ever think in your head that if they if they haven't got there they haven't enjoyed it uh it just depends I think it's circumstantial mm. that one it's an interesting one but I think I mean to be honest with each other I'm not I mean I don't I've not really have much experience with not like them not like not no <laughs> <laughs> like I was trying to find you a suitable answer but I'm not I mean but then I suppose no I I have. I think more it's been cut off because there are time constraints. It's been cut yeah. off because we've got to be some of the kids or something's been cut off. Um, I don't think I'd be too offended. I think I'd be more worried if it was continual, like if it happened more than like every yeah. time. Yeah. But as a one-off, I'd be like, yeah, just whatever. Like maybe I just got there first today and then we're done. So, do, do, yeah. I don't know, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, it's no, it's interesting. So, um, do, do you think there are many women in their 30s and 40s who are not having orgasms? Yeah. Because I remember, I, I mean, I, I'm not speaking... have to be. It's a confidence too, because a lot of women don't orgasm just through sex. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, need, yeah. You're going to need to so you've please got to have yourself. The... So you actually need to know how to please yourself while you're having sex a lot of the time. Depends and not be on, shamed. Well, it depends by on the position or what you're doing. So you actually have to have the confidence to be like, own what I you're like, doing. I know this, do this, move. Or not even yeah. saying it, but just, just doing, re- it. doing it. And that's. I think that comes with age, doesn't it? The confidence to take 
to take charge. So, so, you, so basically, <laughs> you're better at having sex in your 30s and 40s than you are in your 20s. I think that overall, <laughs> if we're going to sum it up, um, the, the Google quote that I read, women in their 30s and their early 40s reach a peak where they're more, they have more frequent, intense sexual fantasies and desires. I would agree with that. I definitely think about sex, um, want sex, desire sex, um, and more interested in exploring it. Now I'm hitting a peak. I can feel, I can feel it in my body. And when I was having the children before this, I was definitely in. I was more self-conscious, ironically, more self-conscious of my body, um, and more self-conscious because I didn't know myself. I think the growth of getting to know who you are and being confident in who you are, yeah, as a female, is like key it is to own 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 your body own what you your desires and your needs and yeah so I think overall I mean I'd be interested anybody listening like is anybody sat agreeing that they too you know went off sex when they breastfed but now in the 30s and 40s are coming into this I don't know um newfound desire new it's like a new like we're always changing and growing all the time and so whilst I'm changing and growing as a person on the outside I'm changing and growing in my female power. I think that's what it is. It's not really about the sex for me. It's to do with my femininity. Is yeah. that a word? Femininity like that? Yeah. Like the harnessing the femininity in me then brings out like the, is it the inner goddess? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that the right word? Oh, like, well, I don't you're know. You're a goddess. Yeah, I'm a goddess. <laughs> yeah. You are a goddess. Yeah, no, no, no. So, yeah, no, I think no. that there's a lot of things we could talk about after this spinning off from this I'd be interested to hear the comments I'd be interested to hear what people say um if they're listening to this in a podcast um and where we could go with this because the conversation's not really about the action of sex it's about the dynamics behind it I mean like it's a huge conversation really because you've got look at all the different things that you're talking about around the one children totally. body and we could go on and on about children we could go on and on about breastfeeding and sex we could go you know, all of it like it doesn't just you know. yeah bodies same person different people like the topics in themselves are massive and like you know intimacy like isn't is intimacy to his sex because i gotta be honest with you i think the intimacy it starts way before any physical interaction oh, yeah. and that's the place where sexual stuff comes from like if you're really in tune with someone like if you're in tune connected then I don't know is that more important than sex is there is there a a level of what's important is there's a scale I don't know intimacy is so so I always thought intimacy was sexual but intimacy is no I don't think it is either I think intimacy is um knowing what is it details go and tell me your thing no no i was just gonna say i was about to say knowing the knowing of someone that really knowing them though like that yeah. deep knowing of all of their inner bits the good bits the bad bits the darker bits the the light i don't know intimacy is like i'm being intimacy is with vulnerability for me like being vulnerable enough to share and with one particular person all those things about yourself or thoughts or whatever and once I'm there as a female once I'm there with that once you've got that knowledge of me then that's that in itself is is sexual Mm. without the act of sex so that's a sexual act without sex because you're inside my brain and sometimes I think that's more powerful than being inside my actual physical body yeah (laughs) are you with me on that I am no I like it I, I think it's 
Did you write something about intimacy? Why? Did you? Science kind of theory. It's pretty much just what you said. Like just. So I reckon we're going to probably finish up there because we've spoken for like a long time and I feel like we've glossed over the top of this, but I feel like we started the subject. So I'd be interested to get feedback. Thank you for listening. If you got to the very end of this, Um, this was my very first podcast. And thank you, Jana, for being my very first podcast person. Yes, Jana's going to probably be in the podcast a lot. Um, I just wanted to get it off the ground and start it with a new topic so I'm, I'm thank you for putting yourself out there for talking about something that lots of people would be scared to talk about it's a taboo subject even now and so hopefully we're kind of opening up the discussions and the thoughts and if someone's walking along or in the car listening to this they're either nodding their head agreeing or working out their own yeah, yeah their own nice. stuff their own inner inner goddess was it that I was talking about yes. <laughs> finding your own inner goddess you are um goddess. I think that I'm excited to do a podcast. The podcast is going to be uploaded now every week on a Thursday, Australian time. It's available on Spotify. It's available on iTunes. It's also going to be available to watch on YouTube if you actually want to watch us chatting. Uh, we are on the bed, live on the bed and in the bed. <laughs> Thank you also to Craig and Danny Black. Sorry, not Craig Black. Craig Rivers and Danny Black. They have helped me a lot today. I just need to give them a little bit of a shout out because without those two people, this the tech side of this would never have come to fruition um i'm excited this is a new uh avenue for me of creativity i like the open discussion i want to have more so if you have suggestions what do you want us to talk about what would you like to listen to then please feel free to leave me a comment get in touch i have a new website www.ginawalters.com um and you can email me from there uh, you can contact me in the comments on YouTube. So, like, follow me on Spotify. Like, blah 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 blah. There's so many places you can follow me. I have Instagram. Like, we're all over the place. Like, I am. I'm everywhere, basically. So, yeah. Um, thank you for listening. And now I want you to listen to my beautiful outro music that I have picked especially for this podcast. I've spent a lot of time can getting I hear my... it now. No, the, no the, you can't hear it right now. And it'll come on, and the guy starts to sing, and it's the cue that the, the podcast is over. So we're done today. Uh, sex versus sex in your twenties versus sex in your thirties and forties. So it seems to me that sex is getting better. So we're on. That means I'm getting super excited for sex in my fifties and sex in my sixties. Maybe I need to get my dad on and ask him about sex in your 60s Can and your, your 70s on? because I reckon he would rip this show apart. And if he does, he has to wear his cowboy hat. <laughs> my, <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable talking to my dad about his sex life, but I have a feeling he has a good one. Let's fly him. <laughs> I think we need to fly him here for that one. I'm going to enjoy this one. <laughs> and I think we need to end it there and we need to finish up. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening, for tuning in. Come back next week. Um, we will be talking about something interesting. We don't know what yet. I will keep you informed. Okay, bye. Has it finished? Why are you asking me now? What type of question is that? We are for Is the album finished or do we have a few more songs? It seems like it's got one or two more. Oh, we are not done yet. Okay, okay. I've heard you, I've heard you, Shah. What is all this rockers? Tell me. What's up?